Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Here we go. All the haters out there, I'm back again. Another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show this week. Episode 410 with Cade Clayson, Lewis Phillips from MX Vice, and James Lissamore in studio, ready to talk about it. want to thank the great sponsors, Michelin Bicycle Tires. You know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp MX Show. And now I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium-finished products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin Bicycle Tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill... Stay tuned for more info about a Pulp MX discount code on Michelin Bicycle Tires. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute to, on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motorsport.com. And, of course, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point in their career, from Steve Lampson, Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, to Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, JGR Suzuki, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, you come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. I have two Guts Racing seat covers on my Hondas, which are not for sale. About to be back on the track real soon. I know everybody's super excited about that, getting back out there. No retirement for me, uh, but we're, we're excited to talk about episode 410. A couple great guests coming up. Uh, again, darkside at pulpamex.com if you want to send any questions, comments, uh, the hate mail. If you guys have some of this hate mail, send them to me. Let's get you on this show. Let's talk about it. Um, but we're going to get to the voicemails at the end of the show. Don't forget, we still have a giveaway of uh, a set of Michelin bicycle tires that we're doing. Got to hit us up on Instagram or Twitter with a good question. Tag, tag Michelin Bicycle Tires, tag the show, and we'll get the questions read. We've got a few of them in, and we'll pick a winner real soon. Uh, anyway, let's get to our guest. Go to motorsport.com for all your moto needs. Motorsport brings you Mr. Garrett Rockley. What's up, Garrett? Not much, man. Not much, man, huh? That, you sounded a little bit like uh, Al Pacino right there. <laughs> it's a Midwest accent got a hold of me. Yeah, I hear you. All right, if you have a road bike or mountain bike, Michelin Bicycle Tires has what you need. Michelin Bicycle Tires brings you Ryan McPherson, also known as Skippy. What up, bro? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, don't get fined, and (laughs) I'm going to tell the whole world, you know, all the the Pulp MX wrap-up show lovers and the haters that Skippy forgot about us, Uh, you know, his, his... you know, pregnant fiance was more important than the wrap up show almost, but you know, we we got it straightened out. Yeah, the haters can suck it. 
Well, we're, we're going to talk about that once we get to it. Uh, A-Ray has been on my butt about blowing these guys out, and I almost want to just not give them the, the uh, acknowledgement, but uh, Alex is fired up. So we're going to try to talk about some of that towards the end of the show. But we are here to talk about episode 407. Uh, Cade Clayson, Lewis Phillips, James Lissamore in studio. Uh, this was, a, you know, always an enjoyable show. I enjoyed it. Uh, Garrett, what'd you think, man? Overall, I was good. I had I had a bunch of laughs. Um, I'm really impressed with uh, Lewis himself. Me too. He's a young kid, you know, and he he seems to have a like a whole world about him about motocross. Yeah, I mean, it's a little it's a little uh, hurlings bias, but. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That means a bad yeah, yeah, that was fun. Quick, quick gargling, Hurling's cock. I think is what Steve said at one point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another person thought Lewis was Lee Diffie, one of the callers. That was pretty funny. That made me laugh out loud. Uh, Skippy, yeah. thoughts on episode four hundred seven? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty sweet. The uh, past couple shows have been really exciting with uh, just having uh, Preston in there, and then you know just having the agents in there, seeing a different side of the industry. So it was cool to have. Uh, you know, a different perspective, but also a, kind of a different tone to the whole show and yeah. a sober tone, if you will. But it was, it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I listened to it from start to finish. I watched. Uh, I usually don't, you know, watch um, on the, you know, from start to finish, and uh, and I'll just go back and download them and listen while I'm driving or something like that. But uh-huh. I throw it on the. Uh, I love the new video, man. The new video is awesome. Being able to just throw it on the TV and hang out and feel like you're watching a five-hour movie is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been watch. Well, I almost always watch on Facebook. Um, but since they've changed it over with the new stu- the new uh, program, the new cameras, and all that, uh, I think it's way better. And this is a one of the notes, Skippy, that you gave me. So I'm going to ask you guys. They talked about this a little bit. Uh, whether they've lost some of the listeners on audio, you know, the way they used to listen because of the new video. Uh, has that affected anything for you, Garrett? You know, what what do you think of the new video? Have you watched it? Um, I watch as much as I can. Um, you know, I got I got a bunch of stuff going on at home all the time, so it's kind of hard to sit down and watch the whole thing. But I watch as much as I can, and I really dig it. I get to you know, you get to see these guys, and you get to see all their mannerisms and mm-hmm. people moving in and out, and all the badass memorabilia all around the uh, the studio. Yeah, that that's true, you know, and I love that the, the camera angles change and you'll see Pookie walking through more now or, you know, you'll see Travis Preston come through with no shirt on. Uh, I've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. It definitely adds a whole new uh, perspective of the show. And as I've said over and over, it just it makes it better, Skippy. I mean, you know, you don't have to watch it that way. You can still do it the old way of listening in on your iPod like I do at work. But then you can also watch it again, you know, and, and get a whole new viewpoint of it. Yeah, for sure. Like being listening to Pulp has always been, you know, I've been listening to it for a long time and a couple of different females in my life and <laughs> being able to actually sit down with Tiff and, you know, let her be a part of it. And cause she loves it just as much as I do. And she would listen to it at work, uh, whenever she was still working. And I tell you what, it's cool to be able to sit down and watch TV and just hang out and grab some popcorn and just, you know, watch the show. It's a good time. And I think I like the fact that, you know, when you're watching Facebook on uh, previously, you know, there'd probably be like 150, 200 people maybe yeah. uh, watching live. But now there's 600 plus people on at the same time. And I think that's sick. I think it's awesome to, 
you know, like Steve said a while back, you know, investing into the show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, you know, putting putting more into it to hopefully get out of it and move the needle, uh, if you will. And I think that's awesome. I think, it's, like I said, it changes a lot better for me. I listen to music whenever I drive. I, you know, I drive a lot as a rep. And so being able to, you know, watch it, you know, right then and there and then be able to make it more of a family affair. Yeah, yeah. For me. And I, I wouldn't think that it... Um you know, really hurts the numbers of the audio downloads. Cause I think people would probably still download it that way. It'd be interesting to see over time, how things change, if they do change at all. Um, but like, you know, we, uh, let's get to back Cade Clayson in studio. And recently we've had a number of different writers in studio. And I think that, you know, I like that better than having, I mean, I like having Kiefer in, I like having other industry guys in, but having a writer in, especially during the race season to talk about the tracks, which we're going to get to in a little bit and those kind of things, um, I think makes the show, it's it's a better show for me when those riders are in. And especially when we get stories like Cade Clayson crashing an e-bike in the first five minutes of a ride or the fifth, <laughs> like the first 15 seconds of the ride, Garrett, um, you know, and Cade, you know, laughing at himself uh, that, you know, for those that haven't listened to the show yet, just another one of the fantastic stories that we'll have, for a lifetime to make fun of Kate about. Yeah. And they, and they can, Kate was really good at, uh, relating the track to something I could see in my head instead of, you know, some of these guys are just like, Oh yeah, it's just a triple, but he's, he's explaining how it all works. And it, it just, it intrigued me yeah. listening to him. And, you know, I, I had to laugh at him. Poor <laughs> kid dropped a, dropped a, an e-bike in, in the first 30 seconds, you know, and it, and it's borrowed. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely uh, something. You know, I was texting with Kate at the time, and it, it, it uh, yeah, it made my night laughing at him. Um, and Skippy, Kate talking about, um, you know, being disappointed in himself. Also, though, you know, not only allowing us to laugh at him, but being open about, you know, how he's not performing. He, he what fortieth, you know, is unacceptable to him. Uh, you know, that's we don't get that sometimes from these riders, you know, they all, they aren't always as open as Cade was. Yeah. And I like Cade because especially as a guest, because he doesn't seem like a rider, if you will. Like, even though he has a lot of you know input and we talk about him, we know him as a rider and stuff like that. Like yeah. he doesn't seem like the typical rider as a guest, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I like the fact that, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Cowboy Cerrone. You know, he's kind of like the working class, you know, fighter, the working class race, racer, you know what I mean? And uh, he seems so much more, like, realistic, I guess, if you will, and more relatable to, you know, the everyday listener and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, what the listeners will experience whenever they, you know, are listening to shows with Kate involved and even A-Ray and stuff like that, you can, you know, hear real life, you know, experiences, you get to, it's something that's more relatable to the, the audience. And I think it's, his input's awesome and it's hilarious. And he seems like just a regular dude. So I, I always enjoy him, uh, you know, being in studio. Yeah. It's, it's great having those guys. And, and like you mentioned, uh, you guys mentioned him breaking down the track, Garrett, um, you know, and they, Cade and Steve talked about all the different options this weekend. Um, there's a lot of talk about the tracks on Monday night show between Kenny and Zacho, um, things that were changing the the five foot you know the the five footers that they called them and the technicality of the tracks. It was really interesting getting those breakdowns. Uh, them talking about how it's kind of slowing the racing down, and I think there was some mention of it. You know, 
somebody uh, it, uh, might have been on one of the review pods, but it was, they just kind of mentioned how it's almost sort of more ninety style, where you're not they're not jumping as far and going as fast, but they're more technical, maybe getting a little more height um, and slowing the racing down, which made you know, according to Steve, better racing. Garrett, um, what, what do you think about what Steve said about all that? Yeah, I mean, after I watched it, it was the you know it's the same thing. You're you're watching it, and it's not a it's not a James Stewart thirty second runaway. It's guys are just battling, beating, and banging, and knocking each other off the track. And you know, Marshall was only you know he was only handful seconds back at the end of the race, which was you know you don't see it all the time. No, and it seemed like it was from first to twentieth that everybody was fighting somewhere. Which when you're you know when you're playing pulp fantasy, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some pulp fantasy discussion here in a minute, and uh, uh, some of the responses we've seen on that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I like it. I think I like seeing everybody close. Um, Skippy, your thoughts on you know the track and the discussion of the tracks? Would you agree also with everybody that the tracks seem to be a little racier, a little bit more, a little bit better competition? Yeah, for sure. Whenever the first opening laps went and there's just that hectic few minutes you know the first five minutes or so or uh ac and zacco and everybody was just going at it they were cutting in uh underneath each other and then hitting each other and uh forcing riders to you know not double across the straights and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like that is awesome i love seeing that 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 reminds me of you know good old-fashioned racing you know what i mean and uh there's a lot of ball turns this year it seems like which i like and then um that's because there's two sets of nets now but one thing I liked was the um, everything that I thought, you know, my first impressions of both A1 uh, as well as uh, St. Louis, uh, everything that I kind of thought the other guys seemed to agree with, too. Like, A1 was kind of tight. Two was, or the round two was racy. So that was pretty dope, you know. Yeah. It made me feel like I almost knew what I was talking about. If those guys kind of had the same, you know, analysis of the track. And then my favorite thing of the night, uh, and I'm skipping forward to what Kenny said, but Whenever he was being so specific about uh, the four over the table, mm-hmm. talking about how, um, how like when people were kind of coming up short, it was making it a little bit more forgiving to jump that and then still catch the triple after. Yeah, I love that. I'm all about that. And that, that's little stuff that you know it's hard to you know you're not going to be able to find that kind of content without riders being you know being on the track and stuff like that. So, and that's something that Cade can attribute to as well as obviously Kenny. So. Right. And speaking of Cade, uh, a, a very, you know, a true privateer, um, he brought up the, the Yamaha privateer challenge that Steve's doing again this year. One of those uh, amazing programs that he started last year to help privateers out uh, back this year. And he, and Cade mentioned how much the riders appreciate it. Even the ones that didn't necessarily win uh, that it means a lot to those guys. So that once again, is this a testament to Steve's, um, passion for the privateers and the sport, and you know he should be commended for that. Uh, yeah, I know I'm gargling, whatever. But uh, it, I just want <laughs> I wanted to bring that up, and then I I, ha- I want to step back for just a second when they were talking about the e bike ride. Steve said something uh, or, or phrased a a sentence in a way that I always find amusing. It must be a Canadian thing. Uh, he was talking about tits loaning them one of his e bikes, but he says tits borrowed us his bike. Does that do you guys? Does that bug you, Garrett? Do you hear those little things, those phrases sometimes with Steve, and you're kind of like, dude, that's not that's not right. That's improper English. But then you you know you just kind of laugh at it because he's Canadian and they talk a little, they talk different. Yeah, it does because there was a few of them through the night. I can't remember what the other one was, but I went, what? what? 
Man, you're a journalist, man. You can't, <laughs> you can't talk like that. I don't know if it's actually but, yeah. wrong, but it's just it sounds wrong to us. Right. Yeah, no, it, it was completely, I'm just mind-blown that he can write such fantastic <laughs> stories and then turn around and then butcher it when he speaks. Right. And, uh, but, hey. Skippy, I was listening to the Review Pod today, which, uh, you know, it's not Pulp Mech show, but it was the Review Pod, and... I caught JT kept saying they were talking about the the museum where they had the live show Friday night, and he kept saying, uh, "If you're into motorcycles, it's the motorcycle museum." And I was like, "Wait a minute! I've never heard JT say that that I've noticed, but he kept saying motorcycle." Yeah, well, I can't talk about people talking funny. I'm from Texas, and you know, <laughs> I always refer to people learning me. And yeah, you know, right, that's the same thing. I'm always, I'm always I'm always being goofy the way I talk. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually just doing it just to be funny and goofy and stuff like that. But, you know, whenever I'm, like, if I'm ever announcing a race or something like that, like, my terminology and everything's actually proper. So, I'm, sure. I don't know. It's, I think that, I think they're all just being goofy, if you ask me. I think they all know what, you know, know what to say and how to talk and how to do everything. So, well, never, it, yeah. It's I, still, I it's still fun so. making fun of them a little bit. Um, it, all right, so. funny, though. Ken Roxon obviously gets his first win in three years. Big, big moment. Uh, talked about a lot on Pulp. Uh, Kenny's on the show, but they're you know they're discussing Kenny before he comes on, and uh, Lewis says, you know, I was close to giving up hope on Roxon, uh, but this should restart his streak. And Steve kind of mentioned that. Yeah, I wonder. Like he he's not a hundred percent sure that that the streak's gonna you know he's gonna keep winning necessarily. But then a few minutes later, or a little bit later, Steve says he's no longer worried about Kenny or Eli. Um, what do you guys think, Garrett? What um, you know? Are they on point with? Is ninety four? I'm asking you for your opinion. I, I shouldn't be, but is oh, the ninety four ready to go on a roll? Or is Steve? You know, right? Maybe he I, he kind of you kind of wonder about him. Um, you know. I'm on the fence. I can't really say either way because last year we thought he was better. He'd come out and, you know, he'd be right there top five battling for the podium, and then the next week he was 10th to 12th. Yeah. So, we, you know, he's like, oh, I got a handle on it, and then he doesn't. So I kind of need a couple more weeks, but the way he rode, it was it was flawless. There was, yeah, no, was... There was nothing to go – yeah, I know. Kenny sucks. <laughs> right, and I, I agree with you, and I think Steve's right. That's why he says, I wonder. We're only two races in. It, it's really hard to say what any of these guys are going to do. Um, and Skippy, you know, another statement, when you talk about Adam C. and Cirillo in the main event, Steve said that he thinks AC would have gotten second if he doesn't have the issue with Zach. Um, I, you know, Barsha was on it. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. I think whenever you get starts, uh, you know, especially the first two laps into a race like Kenny had, and you get out front, you know, we saw, you know, Barsha made one big mistake, and that's how AC caught him. But if he wouldn't have made that mistake at round one, would AC have caught him? Eh, maybe. Uh, and so I think, you know, the, what happened this weekend at the race could have happened with a lot of different riders, you know? And, you know, there's no, there's no telling. I mean, because uh, Ken could have been managing his gap very easily. You know what I'm saying? Like he probably could have pulled out a little further, but he was probably riding at a solid 85%, 90%, just clicking off laps to where he knew he couldn't make a mistake. Uh, that's, and I think it has to also do with, you know, 
AC, whenever you're around people and you're chasing people, you're going really fast. You know what I mean? And it looks like you're going really fast. And so I think, sure, he could have been up there, but, you know, who knows? I mean, that's right. all what if, I guess. Just yeah, the, well, the fun of talking, it, talking about it, sure, he could have. But whenever you're out front like that, you know, he was managing that race from lap three on. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. Well, it's just it's interesting when you hear the opinions and the and their their opinions ch- change, you know. And Steve's going to give me some shit for this probably, but he, you know, he doesn't want to hear, or some of the listeners don't want to hear random fans' opinions. You know, they want to hear the expert opinions. But Steve, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, said AC's not going to win a race all year, and then <laughs> at Friday or Saturday at the five o'clock fly radio show, he changed his opinion. And says AC is going to win, uh, you know. So the experts don't necessarily know what the hell they're talking about. They're 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 just opinions. They don't know for sure either. Um, and really, what makes anybody an expert, right? They they go to the races and they do the media and they listen. They watch things just like we do, um, or any other but any other fan does. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about some of your opinions, you know. And I want to discuss some of these things, like Barsha, right? Barsha was a big topic. Uh, he wins a one. Uh, but nobody's really sure whether he can back that up. Then he goes out at St. Louis and gets second. And Steve asked the, the Institute of Guests, you know, where are we with Barsha? Is it wait and see? And, you know, uh, Lewis Phillips says, you know, well, I, yeah, I'm waiting and see until round 16. And actually brings up a pretty interesting point. Is he the Millsaps from 2013? Uh, you know, and, and Steve, I think Barsha would take that. Like, that's not bad, right? To... to to be up there for that long, he it was pretty far into the series before he lost the points lead. Uh, I think Barsha would be thrilled with any of those type of circumstances, considering where he's come from. Um, but with both of you, just yes or no, is it still wait and see for you, Garrett? Yeah, it is. Okay, Skippy. No, no. You think he's? You think he's? Well, okay, now I got to ask. Is it no because he's going to continue to, you know, be podium contender or is he going to fall off? No, I think he's going to be no, I think he's going to be up there. I think he's his starts are dialed in, which once again, like I said a few minutes ago, I think that's so crucial. If you get a good start and you're out front and you got clear track, I mean, there's a lot of dudes capable of holding and managing a gap, you know, as yeah. long as they don't freak out. And I think Barsha's got enough confidence where he knows he can be out front stay out front he feels good but he looks so fluid on the bike you know what i mean he looks like he's having fun when he's riding again and that's when he rides his best yeah so, I, yeah I, do think, I don't think he's gonna fall off i think that he's gonna be here for a minute yeah if we, if we go back to 13 that's mm-hmm. exactly what Millsaps did right yeah he would get a start and he was fast and he just all he had to do is manage the gap so right all right so before we get to the first guest of the night ken Roxon, there's a couple more things real quick um I really enjoyed, again, I really enjoyed Lewis. Uh, I thought Lewis Phillips, he was very funny. Uh, I don't know why this episode in particular made me become a bigger fan of his because, you know, he's been on before, but I don't know that I ever really connected with him as a guest or a host, a co-host, but I thought he was fantastic and I really enjoyed Steve kind of asking him, you know, at the races, do these riders even know who you are? They can't even understand you. Um, which was obviously a joke. I really felt like Lewis was well spoken, and um, I, I was kind of bummed that he said he. I, I remember seeing him at the A one press conference and him not asking any questions. I was kind of like, oh, I wonder who this guy is. Like I didn't know, I didn't realize who he was. And as good as he is, and 
you know, interested in the sport and the passion he has, I hope that he does start asking questions because I think he'd be a really good con- contribution to the press conference that so many of the, the, the haters like to bitch about. Um, again, real quick, I know you guys said you enjoyed him, but what do you think? I mean, should he be, do you think he should speak up, Skippy? I mean, the guy's good, I thought. Yeah, for sure. He has a completely different perspective than what exactly. we see you know, every weekend. Being that he's at MXGP following that dominantly, that I think him coming in, it's, he could ask a, a bunch of different questions that, for one, could help out with a lot of the you know the mainstream folks that don't you know get to aren't as nerded out about it as we are. Right. But two, I th- I think he also just gets to see different things that. You know, maybe in the back of his mind, all right, what are these guys doing that, you know, the people that I follow every weekend, you know, could do or can't do and stuff like that. And I think especially with him knowing, you know, extensively about, you know, what they do with the bikes over there versus, you know, the bikes and the riders and just having so much more knowledge and a daily knowledge of what goes on in the MXGP series. I think it's a he has a really fresh perspective on, you know, what we see every day. Yeah, Garrett. Same, kind of the same question. I mean, I, I assume you felt like Lewis was a, a legitimate co-host, really good, and uh, has a lot to offer. Yeah, he's he's got a lot to offer, but what makes him more special than say some of the maybe more some of the lesser known uh, U.S. media is his background. He comes from England, so they kind of ask a little bit more direct questions mm-hmm. and stuff that some guys maybe aren't willing to put their put their balls on the crossbar pad and, and let it fly. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is something I dig. I like that just straightforward here. What do you think about this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. I mean, that's what a lot of the, the listeners they bitch about is, oh, uh, you know, the, the media guys don't ask – good questions well and maybe maybe somebody like him will ask the more blunt questions and get a response you know who knows so uh two more things before we get to kenny the fantasy comments to writers okay so that got brought up because of uh i'm sure you guys saw the post that steve re re i think he retweeted it reposted on instagram uh screenshot of some horrible comments that a some some asshole basically sent to a, a writer that he thought was jacob hayes this guy said, whose profile said he was a follower of Jesus and went off on Jacob Hayes. Um, that shit is ridiculous. I mean, we're going to get into some of that with the voicemails, this, the hate comms and the negativity. Um, but that shit's unacceptable. I, I'm really proud of Steve and, and those guys for banning this guy and blowing him out, Skippy. Yeah, dude. i tell you what. Fantasy brings up the devil and everyone. <laughs> yeah, but that's way too that's fucking up. far. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. That that dude was that's what a squirrel. That you can't do that. So I mean, I I understand. I, I appreciate the passion. I appreciate you know really giving a shit about uh, you know the fantasy game and stuff like that. But come on, man. Yeah. Like, I I, I get yeah. that mad when stuff like that. But like, this is fantasy and it's the real life people, and you can't do that, man. I mean. And especially for him to screw up like and, and get it wrong, that makes it hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's his his own damn fault for not paying attention and being an idiot, really. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Garrett, clearly, um, right thing was banning this guy, right? Yeah, that, that bro needs to lighten up a little bit. It's, it's just a game. I mean, we're all on the same text, so we see how aggravated we all get. But it <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like that. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and Steve... I'd, I'd give that... 
Go ahead. I'd give that guy a hundred dollar bill to walk up to Corbin Hayes and say, "Hey, you know, here's what I wrote." And see what happens. Yeah, well, yeah, none of these guys, I don't think 99% of these guys or these people, I don't. I shouldn't say it's just guys, but 99% of these people would not say that to the people's, the, uh, the people's face that they're, you know, on social media blasting. Uh, and Steve's quote was, uh, can't believe that guy is a human being and interacts with other people. I mean, honestly, at this point, I believe almost anything from some of the shit I hear. But, uh, okay, last last thing before we get to Kenny. Good question that Steve proposed. Are the wheels off the Marty train? Uh, and Cade Clayson brings up the question asking Steve, you know, what is different between Geneva and what we're seeing now with Marty? Uh, the quote of the night was Cade saying he crashed more than I did. Kids kind of kind of spit my sweet tea out of my mouth when I heard, when I heard that. Um, so yes or no, Skippy, are the wheels off the Marty train? No. Garrett, oh man, they're they're if they're not, they look as bad as his visor did. <laughs> they're wobbly, as Steve said. Uh, I think on the review pod. All right, Ken Roxon, man, congratulations to Ken Roxon for finally getting another win, getting that monkey off his back. Uh, really a, a fun interview. Steve didn't ask about the jersey, which I once again I think was probably the right thing, but that would sure be a sick uh, addition to the the studio. But Skippy, you you texted me about something that you found interesting in this conversation. Uh, why don't you talk about it? Yeah, I really liked that Roxon was super transparent about his suspension settings. He made a mistake, you know, clearly heading into A one, and he, he fucking owned it. Finally, you know, we've gotten the, the kind of bullshit with Eli uh, on the the arm pump and stuff like that, but for him to be so transparent about that, I loved it. I think that's super legit. He owned his mistake. And guess what? He fixed it, and he comes out and wins round two. That's sick. You don't get that from riders. Like, what I was saying, the reason why I like, you know, Clay, or Clay, Cade earlier was because, you know, he seems so realistic, and that's kind of how, you know, Roxon is as a guest. And I love that he's sitting there talking about making suspension changes, the way he was, you know, going pretty in-depth about his linkage, his mm-hmm. shock, and yeah, yeah. going to ride here, and, and just showcasing the, the problems and the struggles that they go through. That's so legit. I love it. It's great. Yeah, Garrett, and I don't think we we would get that. You know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, but I think these guys are a lot of times more open with Steve than others because Steve is is around more, right? I mean, I think he he's been doing it long enough, and they they know they can trust it. You know, they trust the show. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly. Not that they trust him, but they know the show is an open place that to get inf- information out. Yeah, I mean, Steve's a trustworthy news source. He he seems to um, be real diligent on getting, you know, the news stories correctly, and they just open up to Steve. He's like the super cross whisperer. The guy just <laughs> gets the information, yeah. and they're just willing to speak. Right, right, right. No, yeah, that's that's basically what I was trying to say, and I, uh, you know, I've compared him to the the Howard Stern of media. You know, he's the Howard Stern of moto where. Yeah, people just kind of, he has this way of making people comfortable and they open up, you know, and Kenny, Kenny made a statement that I know Steve absolutely loved that he said, no bike can ever get perfect, but, you know, making the changes, he, he owned the fact that it was his idea, even though the mechanics told him it, you know, wasn't a good idea. He went with it. He figured it out, fixed it, like Skippy said. Um, and he was also real honest about, uh, with the race, you know, that he said, and it felt long. 
But once he got in the lead, he had no doubt, right, that he was going to win this thing. But it just every lap, he was looking at the, the clock, and it, well, it was still within the same minute some of those laps and it was like he had to fight through that um i really enjoyed his honesty with that and you know it wasn't just your cookie cutter interview skippy yeah for sure and josh hill said on another podcast that uh you know we all know that josh hill and steve don't get along but even josh you know complimented steve on how he has you know built relationships and he's built this you know persona with Paul Mex to get that kind of information out of the riders and i think that's super legit and that's what makes you know, Ken, a great interview, and AC, great interview. Uh, and also Steve, you know, so successful with Pulp is that, you know, he gets a lot of transparency from these riders. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't want to sound repetitive, but I think that's super legit. And that makes, you know, for new content and different content that you don't get uh, from other spots, you know? Exclusive, quote-unquote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's a reference to uh, Lewis Phillips, his his exclusive content. Um, and Garrett, the other thing. Okay, so there's there's been all this big deal made. You know, media guys talking about Kenny and AC being friends, but eventually that's going to go away. Let's see what happens when they start battling. Uh, you know, Kenny Kenny said, "Hey man, he's he's got some speed, doesn't he?" Talking about AC, and he mentioned that you know, hey, if I don't win, I'd like him to win. You know, I'm the type of guy. Unlike like a Daniel Blair who loves the controversy, I'm a kind of guy that I would love to see that stuff more often on the podium for the guy that was, you know, second place or whatever to be like to his buddy that got first, dude, that was awesome, you know, good job. And I like seeing that. I don't know. I'm a I'm a softy, I guess. What do you think, Garrett? Absolutely. You know, they need a little more camaraderie. If I believe that there was a little bit more of that, not so much, you know, hideout in a motorhome. Yeah, and then, you know, make an appearance like a rock star that we'd get better interviews because they'd just be more comfortable. They're not really comfortable in front of people, so they and they spend their whole lives in a helmet and goggles. And you can't see a face. Yeah, when when there's when there's an Adam Cianciarello, a Jet Lawrence, a Kenny Roxon, where they they're just they ham it up. Those are some personalities right there you just mentioned. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, I want to I want to thank again Michelin Bicycle Tires, Guts Racing, and Motosport.com for coming on board with the Pulpamex Wrap-Up Show, saving it for 2020. And, of course, all the other Pulpamex uh, sponsors, go to PulpamexShow.com, click on any of the sponsor links if you want to u- get some product and get some discount codes. Go to the, the website. They'll hook you up. They are huge supporters of the show and the sport, so support the, those that support the shows you love. Um, Skippy, all right, JT comes on for his usual segment. Uh, no longer banned. One of your WPS cohorts. Um, here's here's what I'll talk about real quick. A Ray, right? Over jumping, launching the the big over under jump and into flat landing. I got tons and tons of social media comments tagging like, "Hey, he dark sided it" or whatever. I don't really want to have that reputation, so let's drop that. But <laughs> JT's first you know response is, "What in God's name was he doing?" Um, Thoughts on A Ray and his launch, Skippy? I just remember watching on TV, like, who the hell was that? That dude got a good start. He just ruined that. I think it's yeah. the first thing I said. Well, there goes that. You know, because there was a, and I'm still getting used to A Ray being 61. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I, as soon as I saw, I was like, oh, somebody's got a good start, and I was like, well, there goes that. And so, yeah, I guess that's. I don't want to say it's typical of A Ray because last year he was pretty damn consistent. You know what I mean? And so. Uh, I think he just gets excited, and yeah. You know, it's, it's, and now there's a lot of rest going up to the face. So I mean, a lot of people could have done that, but it had to be a Ray. 
Yeah, I'm not saying anything negative about A Ray because he will block everybody. So I'm uh, I'm keeping it to myself. Uh, and I, really, what can I say, right? Because I uh, I had launched a single that wasn't meant to be jumped. So I'm yeah, I got no words. Keeping my mouth shut. Um, okay. So JT and Steve, Steve has an issue with, we all love fantasy. Hopefully most of the listeners love fantasy. The handicaps this year have been a little frustrating, guys. Um, and Steve says we got to loosen these things up a little bit. He kind of says like Pookie after a half bottle of wine. Uh, yeah, so thoughts on the handicaps, Garrett? Oh. Is Steve right or, are we, or, we, or is it better competition if they're tight like this? Is Steve wrong? Well, the, the scores seem to be lower, but, but I closer. don't have ulcers, but I I might be have ulcers by the time the end of May comes It's so hard to pick. I see I see his point, but then again, when you suck like I do, yeah, then it's it, you you look at the scores at the end of the night, and you're like, well, it's not so bad. That guy didn't get sixty points on me; he only got thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a it's kind of a two way street for me. Yeah, I think I'm on JT's side that. Yeah, he said maybe there'll be some subtle changes, but really they want to keep it tighter. Skippy, uh, yeah, handicap adjustment or leave them as they are? Uh, yeah, I'll talk so much in fantasy. Yeah, just tell me want to talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about Chad Reed then. Um, Steve, Steve drops a little bit of a bomb, um, or not really a bomb, but something that's really interesting that nobody has talked about necessarily is he got a couple DMs that Chad is going to call it quits. Uh, JT, who's in the Chad Reed corner a little bit, still part of the, you know, I guess he's still friends with Chad, sort of, uh, says no way. The numbers are way too good for him to go uh, to not go racing. He's got to be out there. Um, and it was really, Steve says, you know, hey, the whole St. Louis was bad. Uh, A1 wasn't good either. Um, I don't know what to think about Chad right now, Garrett, but do you see him quitting? And do you think it was as bad as Steve does? Honestly, I thought Chad might not make the main event. I thought that at A1. But um, it's Chad Reed that every time somebody says he can't do it, he does it. So yeah, yeah. What I, what I found ironic was, you know, JT saying, you know what? They don't know Chad. Chad don't quit. But that, until yeah. I found out his goggle legs popped out, I watched him right off the track I'm like, Chad Reed doesn't quit. What happened here? Right. And that later comes out in the show that, you know, his lens popped out of his goggle, but it's like, good grief. Yeah, right. And see, that's something that maybe we would have heard somewhere else, but really Pulpamex, Skippy, that's where I that's where I would have got that info, you know, if I'm not there at the race to find that out myself. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of feel like, oh, like Chad just rode off, you know, he's frustrated or whatever. But then JT, somebody who's you know, knows Chad well on the Pulpamex show, gives you that info that you know that ten years ago you wouldn't have a clue what happened. You just would never really know. Yeah, and I mean, whenever I think of Chad Reed, I mean, as far as the cold quitting thing, I just always think about how he got up after the Chatterfield incident. Oh yeah, just that kick starting and then hitting the triple step up after the Chatterfield, still like seat hopping it and kind of styling it. And he's he's not a quitter, and I mean, he's proved it so many times. And there's been so many championships where. You know, he's been in the top five or top three, but, you know, been 40, 45 points out or something like that. And, you know, he just kept grinding and kept grinding and kept grinding. And, you know, he always puts himself up in a position whenever he was battling for the championship because he's not a quitter. And, you know, there's so many times, 
you know, he he is a champion. You got to you guys got to remember that. And champions don't quit. And I think I I don't think he would do it. And I think all the guys on Pulse, you know, whenever I was listening to this, I got the same impression. You know, the, none of those guys think that. Uh, you know, whenever Wyndham stacked his trash, um, and you know he did practice, I think in 2013 is last year, I believe. And then he's like, no, I'm good. And then he just he just knew that night. I don't know if Chad will be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right. And they mentioned that a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening either. Um, all right, let's move on just a little bit. There were obviously having Lewis in. There was a lot of Hurlings mentions, a lot of Hurlings uh, gargling, maybe uh, a, lo- a lot of GP <laughs> mentions. Um, so, but some interesting comments. You know, interesting uh, thoughts. Right, the, a lot of talk about. Is or uh, is Hurlings the best rider in the world? Is Hurlings going to win the the world championships again? Uh, is he unbeatable? And Steve, man, Steve, you know, I, he had a lot of points. I guess a lot of he crashes a lot. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I watched this year, and obviously Hurlings was out, but when he was there, the dude was obviously. I think he's a, a step above everybody else. Um, Steve definitely almost kicked Lewis out of the studio for his comments about Tony Caroli. Um, what do you guys think a little bit? Just the GP talk. I enjoy it. I think it's a fantastic series. Uh, but, you know, give me give me your thoughts, thought, Skippy, on Steve's opinion of Hurlings not really being unbeatable. Yeah, I think that uh, it was definitely a shit on Hurlings, you know, episode, no doubt. From, from Steve, uh, yeah. Yep, from Steve's perspective, but the, he laid out good points. I mean, he's very valid points, but I mean, he was, he's always coming back from injury, and it's man, is he is he going to be like Stu? He just goes wins or he doesn't. He wins championships or he doesn't. He just dominates. I was waiting for uh, the Stu comment. Can't, uh, you know, they already brought up Marty. They had to bring up Stu uh, talking about rhythm sections when Kenny was on board. Yeah, yeah. I almost think that. I almost think that. Uh, Steve was about to throw the uh, the two comparison. Oh, really? Huh. I thought so, man. That's what I was thinking because that's what he was going. He was like, yeah, he's fast. He's this, he's that. But is he just going to go smoke everybody? No. And he started throwing out some serious points. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's not wrong. Lewis, Lewis couldn't argue. No, he's not wrong. Lewis, you know, Lewis obviously has a little bit of, he's, I guess, jaded just a little bit as a super fan, clearly. Um, but, but Garrett... So Steve asked about the championship pie, right, of of Hurlings winning the championship. He says 60-40. Lewis says he was going to go more like 70, but maybe even higher. JT says 60. Zacho came on after a while and said 90%. 90. Um, yeah. So are those guys crazy? I mean, I, I, have it, I find it very hard to argue with Steve most of the time. Even when he's out there with his thoughts, he still seems to be right a lot. Yeah, with with his with his pie that he likes so much, I don't know that you can argue with it. When right. when the guy's healthy, he's almost unbeatable. But on the flip side, you know, after after donations at Redbud, and Coldnoff worked him like he was a sea rider. Yeah, Steve brought that so, up. Yeah, absolutely. He. I mean, that's just you know, and as as for the GP talk on the show, I think more Americans need to pay attention to it. That way, when we go to the donations and, you know, we, we haven't heard of whoever it is that comes out next, we're not screaming at each other, Americans are the best. I mean, 
there's some pretty legit talent coming from the other side of the fence. Yeah, I agree. And if they, if they saw it more often or paid attention, it would be would be benefit everybody. If if that question was flipped for uh, the outdoors uh, and Tomac, how do you think those guys would have answered? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Playing a little, uh, you know, they're, they're they're playing a little favoritism towards somebody that they don't see every day. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. Yeah. Everybody's sitting there like, oh, hurlings are still gargling with those percent numbers. You know what I mean? Now they would also probably throw out the same. They'd probably throw out better numbers with Eli, but I think that they're, you know. I don't know. Those are some high percentage numbers. But yeah, I thought so too. I I, I thought that he's was won, all... he's won one out of the three or one out of the four. You know, right? Yeah, so, I love I Zacho. I love Zacho, but ninety percent I think is that's a little much, man. Uh, yeah, I, it, we'll we'll see though. You know, we'll see who's right. Uh, maybe that's, we could... that's a little more Lewis super fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Zacho is a, is kind of a super fan of that stuff. So, um, all right, we're gonna expand tear offs. A lot of good questions. We're running low on time. So the only thing I want to point out was the discussion about Chris Kiefer that came up during the tear-offs uh, and him, his complaints about, uh, I'm tired at the race. Um, press box is three miles high. He finally called in, right? Because they're, they're kind of giving him a lot of shit. Uh, Kiefer, funny guy, calls in. The press box is three miles high. He can't see shit. Uh had the issue with the gasoline, uh, paid $40 for a little bit of gas that Steve wanted. Um, good segment, Garrett. I mean, fuck. I, I don't know what the hell is wrong with Kiefer. I, I texted him and told him, you're, you're really old, dude, if you're that tired and you can't handle getting through a race. And, but, yeah, yeah give, me, give me your thoughts on that. I mean, he has, he gets flown oh. to uh, do media at Supercross and just wants to go home and watch it on TV. Well, as a, as a fellow desert rat, like Chris Keefer, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, so I like the hot weather. And Saturday's weather here in Missouri sucked. Um, the ice and snow can put a real damper on your brain. You probably know know that too, Kippy. I I felt bad for I felt bad for um, for Keefer, but it made for a funny segment. I mean, but I get it. I can't. I can't. If I'm sitting too long, man, I start to shut down and things go start to go to sleep. So I get up, start moving. And, yeah. I guess I'm too ADHD to sit for too long, but Hey, Garrett, your phone is going in and out. Did you move? Nope, I haven't. Oh, it just got clear again. Okay. Um Uh-oh. Skippy, so can you see any reason to be at a supercross race and want to go home and watch it on TV? Yeah, I mean if it's super freezing balls outside, sure. Y'all you you two <laughs> suck. I, mean, I, I get I get that perspective. But other than that, no. I mean the two hours behind or do two hours ahead, rather. I mean, that could be kind of weird, but no, nah, you're there to work. I mean, I'm, I'm too hyped. There's, I'm, I got way too much energy for that. I cannot picture myself, you yeah. know, being in that position. But at the same time, like, uh, I love that banner. I love that banner between best friends. You know, yep. between him and JT. Uh, and Steve, I think that's so awesome. I love that content. I eat that shit up. I think that's the best part of Pulpomex, you know, but yeah, I, I did text Kiefer at that time though. Like I said, I called him old and I was like, Hey, you remember a one after the live show Friday night? And I wanted to go back to the room because I was tired and you were giving me shit, Chris. And you're like, dude, you're not out here that often, man. You don't get to hang out with us. So I was like, all right, I'll stay and eat dinner. I had been up for 21 hours at that point and stuck it out. 
but Kiefer wants to go home. So yeah, Chris is like, yeah, but you don't. Uh, Chris told me he you don't you're not out riding all week and and you know blowing yourself up all week. Which yeah, whatever. I don't know. I I, I think that's a kind of a crappy excuse. But hey, that's that's Kiefer. That's what he. That's how he felt. Uh, I t- I would definitely take his place anytime, Steve. If you want to send me instead, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll I won't complain. That's for damn sure. All right. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, Jet Lawrence, man, the uh, the young kid from Australia. You know, we've seen interviews with him. He talks about eating donuts, brings the donut on the podium. He's a funny kid. Uh, Garrett, you made a comment a little while ago. You texted me about this as something that you caught or you thought of that he he didn't seem like he was on the rev limiter. Like he didn't seem like the Jet Lawrence I've gotten used to. Is that kind of how you felt? That's exactly how I felt. It felt like there was somebody looking over his shoulder trying to keep him from being him. Yeah. I mean, he got into the he got into the sick talk, but man, when he's on the podium, he's just a ball of energy and flame and fire and starting stuff with his brother. Yeah. That's what we want to see. Well, I think he may have started something with his brother when he announced that he's not going to be out. He's out for all the Supercross, and that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, yeah, he might have. He might I, was wondering, I was wondering how that was going to go. Yeah, I, that'd be. We'll have to see if uh, there's any repercussions. I'm sure that they. You would have to assume they'd just be like, "Dude, you can't do that." And lesson learned. Hopefully, it's not that big of a deal. But Skippy, how about though? Uh, well, first of all, were, did you think Jet was a little off from normal, or no? Yeah, he was, but every single time that we've heard from him, he's always been doing well. So this is the first time he probably was a little bit ashamed of, you know, what he did. He may have been embarrassed by having a good start being out front and then kind of throwing it away, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's totally possible, you know? It's it's not uncommon with personalities like that that are, all, like, have the super highs for them to be kind of super low. So he could have just had a cold or he could have just, you know, just kind of been, like, a little bit embarrassed on, you know, what he did because he's not used to that. He always performed. Um, you know, he had no expectations of going out there and smoking everybody at the first one. Yeah. But since he was out front and holding a steady pace and doing well, he kind of he probably just feels like he just kind of blew it a little bit, you know? And so I could I could understand him just being a little bit more shy or a little yeah. bit, you know, losing yeah. a little bit of that. Well, don't get me wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad interview. It just wasn't what... I I think I had my I was prepared for you know when I saw him listed on Twitter as one of the guests I was like oh man this is gonna be fire you know he's gonna be he's gonna be funny he's gonna have all kinds of good you know uh, uh, repertoire is that not the, not the right word uh, rapport rapport is the right word with Steve and, and it's gonna be a funny interview an entertaining interview and it had good info I mean he talked about you know bending his rear brake pedal and the fact that he wasn't surprised that he could run Forkner speed it had good stuff good content. Um, nothing to say bad about it. It just wasn't clearly what all three of us kind of thought we were going to get from him. But uh, you know, he's young, and not everybody, like you guys said, he could have, or like you said, Skip, he could have been a little bummed out. May just who knows? You know, we we no way to tell. But it was still a good interview, just not what we expected. Um, Zacho, another good good caller of the night. Um, you know, talked about the races. We don't need to get into it too much. My favorite part was that. With all the years of hearing Steve say, I don't want to meet these creepy fans, or this is creepy, that's creepy, uh, Pookie kissing Chris on the lips is creepy, but Steve wants to stay in the motorhome with Zacho uh, at a race. Kind of creepy, Garrett. Yeah, that's uh, highly hypocritically creepy, for sure. <laughs> what wow. if Zach doesn't want you in his motorhome? Yeah, right? 
What's Zach doesn't want to eat poutine? Yeah, but what now Zach doesn't want. Hawkins cheesies. Yeah, right, right. But now Zach feels like I, you know, do I tell him no or do I just have to let it happen? Kind of uncomfortable, Skippy. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for the uh, absolutely not not happening kind of thing, and so for him to be like, yeah, come on, whatever, you know, because I mean, whatever. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's once again they just they got a good friendship, so they just give each other shit. Or yes, yes. Invite each other in and. All good content, you know. I'm, I don't really, I don't really take it that way. But I, I was joking more than anything. I mean, it's what it's what came to mind. But I don't. Yeah, I think I think Zach and uh, Steve have a great relationship, and Zach would probably, you know, if he didn't want him to, he'd tell him no. So yeah, but it's still fun to call Steve out a little bit on some of his comments about shit like that. Um, okay, the race tech rant of the night, the highlight of the entire show, the best race tech rant of all time. Uh Shut the fuck up about the wrap-up show. Leave Darkseid alone, even though I don't really listen to the show. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't really sure who that was. He said he had been on the show, uh, but I couldn't really... I haven't gone back and like tried to place the voice, but I don't really care. Thank you. That was a great Race exactly Tech rant. exactly who it is. Oh, do I you? I know exactly who it is. Well, yeah, spill- he's in our Greek cat. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Well, tell us. You want to tell the world? Come on. He said he called like 10 times just pissed. And there's only, first off, military dude written all over because that's about the only kind of person that can get that mad. I'm pretty sure he's a Marine, ain't he? Uh, you're talking about yeah. Hal, but I don't think that was Hal. That has to be Hal. Didn't sound like Hal. That's got to be Hal. He was pissed. Man. No one else. No one else gives a shit about you that much. <laughs> Thanks, that, that has to be Thanks Skippy. Appreciate it. Dylan cares. I mean, I, I love you. I said it's hospital with you for you know six hours. Yes, I you did. You, still, come on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Garrett, thoughts on the race tech rant? I loved it. I thought it was absolutely right. Some of these, some of these little, whatever you want to call them, haters, call them keyboard we'll warriors, just call them haters, leave the voicemails. But yeah, man, they need a hug or something. Or mommy, mommy didn't, wasn't very nice to him, or I don't know. They're just angry. Yeah, yeah, we're, and we will get into that here shortly. Um, but anyway, yeah, I appreciate the, so I appreciate the support. Too. I get lots of I get a lot of comments on social media, a lot of emails, people saying stuff like "fuck the haters," don't you know, don't listen to them, support the show. A lot of people tell me they call and leave voicemails. Whether they actually do or not, I don't know. But Steve doesn't seem to ever play them. If they do. So hard to say. That's okay, though. All right. Commercials are up next. Uh, there is a new commercial in the lineup that Skippy wanted to. I think it was Skippy that wanted to mention, or was it you, Garrett? I think it was Skippy. Yeah, that was me, yeah. What, what's, the, what, what's the new commercial that you like or, or don't like? So my, my favorite thing about last year's Michelin commercial was the guy sitting there talking about how great Randy is, how smart Randy is. But he's got the most avoid, uh, annoying voice in the world. <laughs> so what does Randy do? Brings Dylan on. Yeah. And Dylan knocks, knocks it out of the park. He killed it. It's great. I thought it was hilarious. But it goes back to the video side of uh, Paul uh, being so badass. Tip and I were sitting there watching it. And she goes, is that Dylan? I'm like, you bet your ass is Dylan. Hell yeah. He's killing it, too. He nailed it. I don't know how many takes it took. But that was awesome. He did a great job. I think it's cool as shit that uh, Randy did that. And Dylan's got an annoying-ass voice, but he's a... Super passionate, very polite person. Yes, and then he's he's full of hell. You know, I think he's uh, I, I like Dylan, man. He's great. I do too. I'm not going to hate on somebody because of their voice. That's just again, that's 
it, it not necessarily inhuman, like Steve said, but it's it's inhumane. Maybe I don't know. Like, oh, I just I don't get it. I hate I hate fucking society. You were you were raised better. That's it. Uh, yeah, you were yeah. I, I just exactly. it's very hard to tolerate. Yeah, it's hard to tolerate society these days. Uh, okay, a couple quick. Social media has made it worse. Fuck yeah, it has. All right, tweet it, Travis. A few things I just want to touch on real quick, and we're going to start getting through some of this stuff and get to our voicemail segment. We may have a special guest coming up, not Dylan. Um, okay, let's see here. So, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. Uh, that's a song I don't even remember. Oh, Steve started singing that song. He said it was Warrant. Steve, uh, you, you absolutely let me down in your hairband knowledge. Cinderella saying, don't know what you got till it's gone. Warrant saying, heaven. So for your for all my hairband lovers out there, Steve absolutely dropped the ball. Um, Steve says, can take you can take your grates and shove them up your ass. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just pass over that. Question to Pookie, is Barsha a championship threat? And she says, no. Way to go, Pookie. Pookie's, uh, Pookie had her opinion. Uh, not sure I agree with her. Uh, let's see here. I'm just looking at my notes real quick. Uh, okay. The boob question, right? A lot of, a lot of hype, a lot of thoughts over Pookie, maybe wanting to get a boob job. Um, just yes or no, Garrett. Oh, no. Skippy. <laughs> yep. Okay. We got a yes. We got a no. Uh, I think Pookie has made up her mind officially, but I don't know if she wants to announce what that is, but Steve did say more than a handful Less than a catcher's mitt. Another thing that made me damn near spit some food out of my mouth. That was funny. Um, okay, so that was the, that's all the tweet, tweet at Travis's. We're going to talk about. It's not even tweet at Travis anymore. It's tweet at Talon, not BTO Motorsport, the new official sponsor of the Pulpamex Wrap Up Show. So Motorsport, tweet at Talon. Good questions. You guys keep those things coming. We'll talk about them. But I do want to get to the voicemail, so we're going to take a quick break and try to get a special guest on. So we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Uh, I was supposed to have uh, A-Ray on. He had talked to me earlier in the day and had some opinions on the voicemails. But he he apparently is with Swap Swap Moto Live right now. So not going to happen at the moment. Maybe later we'll... Traitor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But what we do have is uh, Ryan's... Beautiful girlfriend, fiance. Are you guys engaged yet or no? Yeah, fiance. Man. I thought so. Okay, it, fiance. Uh, Tiffany Miller, she has some thoughts on the voicemails. What's up, Tiff? What's up, Dark Side? Not much. I appreciate your uh, your support and your your t- your post you made uh, yesterday. Always. But uh, let's. Always, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, anyway, all right, the voicemails. Um, Man, you know, I listen to them all, even though Steve said I shouldn't. And what I came away with is I feel really bad for Michael Lindsay. Those guys were hard on him. Garrett, <laughs> what are, what are your thoughts on the voicemails, man? I think a bunch of people were abused as children, and they don't know any way to get their anger out but yell at a voicemail machine and, and rip somebody else down. Uh, or they're jealous. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just terrible human behavior. Uh, yeah, I've kind of talked about. Well, I had my little rant a while back, so I'm just, I'm gonna be quiet for the moment. Uh, Tiffany, what were your thoughts when you heard that? And uh, you know, you made your post. Give us your give us your. Did you love the voicemails this week? Uh, well, I just took it as if I made that meme. What and it just makes me mad when people just people. Well, it doesn't make me mad, I guess, but I just can't believe that there are that there are people who will go to that extent. 
express themselves to nobody except a machine yeah. and really put somebody else down. And obviously, I, I know you, and I you know met you in person and seen you at the track and stuff. But I just like, by golly, I need to make a meme about this because all these <laughs> by golly. look like little babies calling in, and they're just whining. And but I mean, I guess I'm whining about whiners now. Right. But I was just like, man, y'all got a lot of time, and some of those voicemails can get pretty lengthy. But they're super heated, and I'm just not really one to get so heated. Yeah. Although. I did call in one time about a race tech grant, and I left Steve Mathis a voicemail about <laughs> them on the tally, like, staying in the rev limiter after the championship. Yeah, yeah. But that's mainly because, you know, I would never do that to my bike. Sure. Well, you know, Pookie told me, I, she texted me later, I was like, you weren't supposed to listen, but I was like, how, first of all, I got to do, I have to listen, I'm doing the wrap-up show, and when Steve tells me not to listen, I clearly know what's going to happen, so I'm going to listen. Uh, Skippy, do you have any understanding of people's negativity towards other people for no apparent reason? Yeah, it's fun. I love I love talking shit about people I love. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe maybe they just love you. Maybe that much. Maybe yeah. I That's, mean, I would assume. No, that, I think. Go ahead. Going going back going back to what everybody's always said. I think people are just jealous of your shit and they just want to because you're just a regular average show, you know. So. Yeah, I Most just. Of those, the thing that bothers me the most. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I, we're talking over each other. Go ahead, Skippy. Yeah. No, I was me. Oh, go ahead. No, oh. I'm, I'm interrupted. Well, the thing that I said before that bothers me the most is these people want it to go away because they don't like it, but they don't have to listen. And there are people that fucking like it. I mean, I, I don't like NCIS, but I'm not, you know, sending emails to the fucking network going, got to get rid of the show because I hate it. I just don't watch right. it. It's really, really fucking simple. It, you know, and A-Ray's like, block them all. And I think I even made a comment on Twitter to somebody. You know, I was like, yeah, block them all. And this guy was like, hey, man, I wasn't... The guy that made the original post was, I wasn't hating on anything. I was just kind of giving my... I, I don't remember how he worded it. And I was like, dude, I was actually joking. I was just re referring to A-Ray. Like, it's fine. If you don't like the show, that doesn't bother me at all. But the negativity and the hate which we see, as I've said before, all over social media for absolutely everything in the world. People, it doesn't matter. Uh, even like, like Steve talked about, right? The announcers, everybody hates on Ralph Shaheen. And then as soon as Lee Diffie comes in, where's Ralph Shaheen? Lee Diffie sucks. But really, Lee, right. it, it doesn't, you cannot make everybody happy. It's a hundred percent impossible. I'm trying just to not worry about it. You know, I'll let it go, whatever I, I say. I'm, I know I'm ranting about it now, but it's because it's part of the show. Uh, you know, and honestly, sometimes the shit hurts my feelings a little bit. I'm human, but at the same time, I know there's a lot of people that like it. So, um, well, there's what if it's a man thing? What if it's as a as a woman? And this is just me and how I've always been. Like I can ignore, and like you said, you know, everyone there's not everyone's gonna like you know like something. Yeah, and it's like you said on social media, everything, everyone. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like you know such and such or so and so or I don't like this or that. But like me, I won't go out of my way ever really to express you know how much I don't like something, how something should be taken away or whatnot. So, and obviously, Pulpamac wrap up show. It's going to be a male dominated thing, but I don't know. Like I don't. I feel like. Me and my girlfriends, we might just like 
we might not like someone, but we're not going to go out of town. You know, we just, like you said, just don't listen. Yeah. You know well, what the next step is? We need to make a fake Google account so that way people can leave you bad Google reviews and we just read those. That would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like but, I'm, yeah, I, I don't need any more negativity if I can handle it, if I can can get it to go that way, but it's not going to ever stop. Um, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if Steve allows this show to keep going, it's going to keep going. You guys can just suck ass and uh, not listen, or, or you can listen well, and bitch. I really don't give a shit um, because, like I said in my tweet, uh, you know, I, I get a bonus now every time somebody sends in a, a complaint. So keep them coming, assholes. But well, the, the the deal with the voicemails is most of them were were about your, you know, your your rant on the wrap up show. Yeah, yeah. But the, what occurred to me was how many of those people would take as much garbage as you have and not let it fly. I mean, here they are. They 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 can cheat, hit pause and delete, <laughs> and they don't. They call Steve complaining to high heaven about. A show that they don't have to live. They're not forced to listen to anything. Well, apparently they are. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know who's forcing me, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I like it, so I'm going to keep going. Well, guys, I, I appreciate the support. Um, I'm going to wrap this thing up, but if I get, if you guys are still listening, if you're still on board with us, if A-Ray texts me back or calls me back in the next 30 minutes, I will... Have him on and add that on to the end of the show. But if he does it, then I'm going to get this thing edited and over to Steve. But I appreciate everybody coming on board. Skippy, Tiffany, Garrett, thanks so much for coming on board. Thanks for all your your support over the last couple of years since we've known each other. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, thanks to Michelin Bicycle Tires, Guts Racing, Motorsport.com, uh, Darkside at PulpMX.com. Excuse me. If you do have opinions, thoughts, you want to come on board, uh, if you want to come on and give me your opinions of why you hate the show, then come on and do the whole damn show. Let's talk about it. Uh, and I think that'd be interesting. So, yeah, hit me up. And that's a wrap. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. As promised, uh, Alex motherfucking Ray called me back. And we're going to discuss <laughs> the beautiful, wonderful, loving voicemails. Um as I said before you came on, Alex Ray, when I had the other guys on, the, only, the main thing I took away is I felt really bad for uh, Michael Lindsay. Those guys were mean to him. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they so mean to Michael Lindsay? I mean, I get, I get it. He, he's talking boy, but I mean, <laughs> geez, Louise. Yeah, they were tough on him. Yeah, so I kind of got into it a little bit with the other guys before you came on. And, uh, you know, same, same thoughts. I don't understand why people have to be so negative. Uh, some of the other the guests thought that maybe there there's some jealousy going on. Uh, what do you think about the the hate the the hate comms the social media? Uh, we saw what Steve posted the guy from Instagram on towards Jacob Hayes on fantasy, um, or no, it wasn't Jacob Hayes. It was the guy he thought was Jacob Hayes. And um, are they uh, are they jealous of the bromance between you and and Steve Mathis or or what? I mean. Are these people jealous that they don't have a podcast uh, on PulpMex or, or, or what? I don't know. I don't get it. I, I, well, I don't know either, Alex. I don't know why we get all this, you know, we as, you know, famous people, you know, why do we get hate? I don't get it. I'm, I'm not that way. Like, I, I made a comment. Uh, Skippy's fiance came on and she's like, I, you know, I don't. I don't. If I don't like something, I just don't listen or I don't watch. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't watch NCIS. I don't like that show, but I don't send a, a 
voicemail or email to the network being like, you should take that off the fucking air. Uh, I'm not that, I don't have my ego that big, I guess, or think that my opinion matters that much. I, I, you get it. I mean, you get hate, right? I mean, you get all that bullshit. What's it about? I I blocked three three people today. (laughs) So, I mean, hey. What's it take? I I don't care. What's it take to get, what's the minimum to get blocked by A-Ray? Anything that says sketchy or something, something negative. Yeah. It just, boom. Yeah, instant block. Instant block. So I'm sure you saw, you probably saw on uh, social media that a lot of people were saying you dark-sided it this weekend and stuff like that, which, I, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I I thought it was a little bit funny. I'm like, well, no. I mean, I, I didn't walk away. You you wrote it out. You're clearly more talented than I am. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and your, your drop was way bigger than mine was. I don't know how the hell you didn't die. But did you get some shit from that? Oh, dude, I'm still getting shit for it. Like, I mean, read the comments on my last photo. It was like, these shirts save lives. I think Rarick posted on there. He's like, yeah, the wall jump at St. Louis <laughs> didn't save any lives. Yeah, but it's okay from your buddies. I mean, that's that's the thing. Oh, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all right for my buddies, like, whenever I know they're joking. But, like, yeah. some random dude that I don't know, and, like, it's someone who, like, doesn't even ride a freaking motorcycle or anything like that. They right. just, like, watch Supercross and think they have an opinion. Yeah. it's that's, that's whenever it pisses me off. It's like, dude, I got... 19th place i was top 20 in the world on saturday night you know and and they're oh, over yeah, here trying to bash me and tell me i'm sketchy yeah like bro yeah so yeah it's just some freaking keyboard warriors that i don't have time for so i just block them you know yeah and, and i mentioned earlier like I, I try not to let it bother me um because i don't know these people and like the fact is i feel very I feel blessed that I get the opportunity to, to do this show, even if people don't like it. I enjoy doing it. Um, it's a fun opportunity. I think you should just lose your shit on everyone, honestly. I think you should just say, fuck these motherfuckers, just lose your shit. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I did throw some F-bombs out already, but, I mean, they're they're clearly assholes. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they're clearly people who have no fucking life, uh, are are wanting something more out of life, and they have to make themselves feel better by hating on somebody else that's getting to do something they enjoy. I get, I, I guess, I can't really wrap my brain around it, but that's all I can. I kind of feel sorry for them, to be honest, Alex. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, there, I mean, honestly, it's a, it, it is a show about a show, but it's for the people who don't have who, who had a busy week, who don't have time yeah. for the whole show. You know, they they could listen to the wrap up show that touch on the key moments. In the in the big show, exactly, I mean? exactly. And as I've said before, like this wasn't my idea. I didn't say, Steve, please, 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 let me do this. He texted me and asked me to do it. What, what am I supposed to say? No, hell no. I like doing this. Uh, you know, and yeah. even if only three fucking people listen to the show, it's not costing Steve anything. It's not costing the fucking dickhead listeners anything to not listen. Just skip the motherfucker. Uh, I mean, fuck, it's not that hard. I have so many fucking podcasts in my feed in iTunes that I subscribe to and I go, Oh no, I don't want to I don't want to listen to that particular interview. I just don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. But yeah, man. Like yeah. <laughs> those words, man, those things are brutal. Yeah. But I mean, who even are these people, you know? I don't know. Let me ask you this. Okay, so this is my, I guess it's my third year doing media. Last year, I think, was my first year doing an actual press conference. 
Uh, and I made the mistake of going on YouTube and looking at the press conferences after a Supercross and seeing what people were saying. First mistake, rookie mistake. Um, and I get, I see all these comments. All these media people are fucking stupid. They ask the dumbest questions. They all suck. Um, but nobody says what questions they think that I didn't think of, Weeds didn't think of, Steve didn't think of, Guy B didn't think of. Nobody says they should have asked this. Like, I want to know what these fucking geniuses think of that we don't. Or yeah. are they just fucking bitching because they want to bitch? Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> just, maybe it's Steve paying some people off to talk shit on you. It, it could be because... <laughs> Steve, hey, Steve, Steve is, uh, you know, off the air. Steve's very nice to me, but on the air, he gives me a lot of shit. Um, you and me both. Yeah, and he doesn't I, – I, I know I have people at least send me messages and say, hey, I left a voicemail, you know, in support, and we don't hear him very much other than my boy Gringo, who I forgot to mention on the wrap-up show earlier. Gringo's voicemail was fucking gold. Gringo rules. I love you, brother. You're, you're my boy. Um, Gringo and, is good. He sends me funny videos on Instagram, and I like. Them. Yes, he does. Uh, his his <laughs> his uh his thoughts and his opinions on Pookie's boob job. Uh, you know, nobody. You're not going to get that from anybody else. Gringo is the man. But Steve yeah. never plays the good voicemails. Maybe he actually doesn't get them. But I feel like it's a conspiracy so that he can continue bashing on me too because he thinks it's funny. But I don't like yeah. it. I, I'm over it, Steve. Enough with the hate com, Steve. Fuck. <laughs> Steve, you know what? I'm getting off. I'm blocking Steve. Steve is officially blocked on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, geez. You can't block Steve. No, I can't because then I'd lose my job, my side job. So I'm just joking. Yeah. But what the fuck, dude? You did. You just told me yesterday that, oh, I thought I was following you, but I'm not. What the hell? How'd that happen? Well, I don't know. You must have blocked me no. or something. You must have thought that I was talking shit on the rap show. <laughs> Absolutely rap not. Absolutely. I don't block anybody hardly. Well, I'm starting to because I'm following your advice. But, um, yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what happened, but it's all good now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you were pretty fired up over the, the negativity, and um, I didn't go on quite the rant I did last time, but it's, it's fucking whatever, man. These people are tools. They're probably the same people that come up to me when I am at a race and be like, "Hey, man, I'm really, really good. Congrats! I'm, I'm glad that you're getting to do this. It's cool, you know." Yeah, I mean, is it is it getting to you? Like, how bad is it on a scale of one to fucking seven hundred and sixty-two? Because that is Steve's number. Yeah. How bad is it getting to you? Okay, so like actually pissing me off zero doesn't piss me off really at all. Um, hurting my feelings a little bit, yeah. Maybe a, 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 a 61. Okay, all right. Hey, uh, who's, who's number 61? Uh, that's me. Yeah, you motherfucking Ray. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, oh, it yeah. doesn't. The only thing, as I mentioned before, that really bothers me is the fact that people have the audacity to think that their, mat, their opinion, which, fine, I don't mind hearing your opinion, but your opinion should affect other people. So when they say, get rid of the show, cancel the show, get rid of Dark Side they don't give a shit about the people that actually like it. That is what bothers me. You can say whatever the fuck you want about me. I don't care. I know who I am. Uh, I, but I just, that's the thing that I don't You're get. You're fucking that's, Texan with the damn ponytail. That's who you are. Hell yeah. 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 
my ponytail that the people on fucking YouTube said it was gross. <laughs> no, dude, that thing's sick. Raise hell, praise Dale. I love my ponytail. So, fuck. Yeah, that thing is badass, dude. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Ray, man, thanks for your support, dude. I You make me laugh. Um, and I, I love your, your opinions on all this and you got me fired up because I was going to let it go and you wouldn't allow it. Nope. 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 Can't, no, no. People need to hear your opinion. They, we have to listen to all of theirs. So people need to hear yours. Well, I think, I think, are you satisfied with my opinion so far tonight? I, I am satisfied with your opinion. I like it. All right. So, and to clarify, because I don't think we were recording, you were not with Swap Moto Live. You were just doing some personal stuff. So, uh, yeah. We were kind of busting your balls earlier uh, that you were hanging out with Swap and ignoring the pulp stuff. No, geez. No, man. No, not today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. There you go. All right, A-Ray. So, hey, um, good job this weekend. Not dying and uh, finishing where you did. Uh, love it when you make the main. Keep it up and just continue to get better, bro. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. I'll see you in San Diego. See ya. All right. See ya. All right. Thanks, A-Ray, for coming on. Anyway, so that's that's the uh, that's the wrap up show. We'll be back next week, whether you like it or not. Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the pulp show? <laughs> <laughs>